What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are doing Super 7 playlists for Straight Edge Hardcore songs. It's going to be awesome, so stay tuned for that. Please support the podcast by subscribing to it wherever you listen to it. Also, please take the time to like it, rate it, and review it wherever you listen to it. If you want to go the extra mile, you can go to patreon.com slash 185 miles south, and we do bonus episodes for basically all the interview podcasts. So we interview someone, have a couple buddies on, and we talk about the podcast, talk about the playlist associated with that podcast, and that's what's up. There is a playlist for every podcast. You can go to 185milesouth.com, but for this episode, you might not want to do it right away because, spoiler alert, our uh, our lists are on there. So if you want to listen first, that's cool. If you want to check it out, do what you want to do, man. It's punk rock. No rules. Let's get on with the pod. Hundred eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are doing Super Seven for one of the greatest genres in the history of music. It's Straight Edge. What's up, Daniel? You're excited about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, what what we're doing here, if you guys are not familiar with the Super Seven, is we are building out seven song playlists of our favorite songs of whatever topic. This time, it's straight edge songs, and uh, and we'll explain because you know what if what if the band isn't straight edge, but the song is, or what if whatever, we'll hash that all out in a second. Um, if someone chooses that song. You cannot choose that song, although the band is still on the table. Also, the mighty Dan Sant has rolled the dice, and I came out the loser again, and he came out the winner again. Big surprise. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, but I, I sent the screenshots the minute, like the second, they're time-stamped. So the second that they were done, you know? That's yeah. true, and right after the time-stamp, he put the name. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what, is it, what is this? Two sixes? Oh yeah, this is Daniel. <laughs> no, I did it. Al- I did it alphabetical. Fair enough. Fair enough. We we respect the role. <laughs> anyway, you already heard everyone almost, but uh, help me out. You know him. You love him. The best dressed man on the pod. It is Dan Sant. What's up, Dan? What's going on? Also helping out. He's the author of the pod. The uh, the most well researched dude. It is Ben Edge, a.k.a. Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Bedge. What up, Ben? Side Kings are undefeated. All right. And also helping out, it is the mighty, mighty Posse Chris. What's up, Posse Chris? Well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, should we just jump right in, or do we want to hash out what is uh, allowed to be picked? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? What's allowed to be picked? Okay. Well, what if it's like, what if it's not a, okay. So for instance, can I pick visual discrimination? Those drugs, total straight edge song band, not not necessarily straight edge. Um, you can pick it and then be, uh, to the bottom of the voting because you know, that's not an edge jam. 
I mean, uh, it is if, <laughs> it is in theory, but okay. Well, what yeah. about Chain of Strength? True till death. Frosty only drinks when he's thirsty. <laughs> it's not I mean, true. <laughs> you pick whatever you want. Okay. All right. Except well, for Stray Edge, no effects, because that's not allowed, period. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> okay, let's kick it off. Daniel, with the number one role, what is the greatest Straight Edge song of all time? Well, um, here's the thing. There is a song that defined this entire genre and thought process to an extent, you know? Is it the greatest song, though? I feel really bad not taking it. I'm going to go with what I think is the best straight-edge song I have ever heard for my number one pick, and that is No Thanks by Uniform Choice. Yeah. Now, I feel slightly slimy not picking a Minor Threat song first, but finally... You understand. Drink him. Doesn't make you a man, you know. And don't don't even get me started on the reverb part. Doesn't oh. make you feel good when you drink. drink you know. Drink, drink. Um. And now you're laughing. I I I always have classified this as the best non minor threat straight edge song, or the best non minor threat hardcore song. Also, but. I wanted this song on my list and there are a few great minor threat ones. So I went strategic. I went no thanks first. So no one else could get it. And um, I think it's, it's an incredible song. Like it's fast, it's catchy, it's powerful. The reverb uh, choice to do the echo on the vocals is just, it just adds so much to it. And I mean, you hear this song two or three times and you know, you know, all the words plus when you're listening to screaming for change, you might, if you listen to it on a CD or Spotify, you're definitely skipping back to this one, like 10 times. If you're listening to it on vinyl, you're just needle dropping straight there. Sometimes that's my opinion. What do you guys think? I think it's so fucking fast. And I love how it just comes in on that riff. It's kind of a long riff, and like the drums are just raging and it's just going. Yeah, the you know, drums the start with that anything. crazy roll. Like, it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but like, just oh, it's so good. And then there's no like dropout or anything. Like before the scene comes in, it's just riff goes twice, scene comes in, and the rhythm pattern is actually really good on the verse. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is a perfect song, and the lead even. It's perfect. It's tasteful. You know, like there's everything about this fucking song. Yeah. So the vocal melody on the verses is really catchy and amazing. But then the chorus and the bridge just take it to the infinity levels, you know? And it's all gone now. Maybe there's like a, a few little lines left, but I had no thanks tattooed on, on the inside of my lip. How about that? A long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Ben, do ben you or think? Chris, you guys want to jump in on this or should we go to Ben? When, uh, great song. Uh, uh, go, you go, Chris. I was just going to say when Daniel 
that kind of started teasing, you know, the song that started the genre. I thought he was going to come hard with Over My Dead Body, the theme song. <laughs> that's that's the definitive song of the genre. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure someone's picking it. For sure. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a great song. It's, it's Both great songs. It's, it's the apex, right? It's the burn seven inch of the straight edge genre. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, Ben, let's go to you for uh, your number one. What minor threat song are you taking? Are you taking In My Eyes or are you taking Straight Edge? I didn't even, I hadn't even thought about In My Eyes. I have like three other minor threat songs like that I can pull from on the list. Oh, shit. No, I'm going to go with the song Straight Edge uh, by Minor Threat. Come on, man. <laughs> this is like the most, um, when, when Dan didn't pick this, I was like, yes thank you like i just expected whoever was going to go to first to pick this song um it's it's the you know shot heard around the world it's the but now that we can really zone in and talk about the song itself and 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 isolate it from the movement that you know came out of it i think for a song that's under a minute long and is only two verses he jam packs a lot of info into it he lists five drugs that he won't do, which are in this order, cocaine, speed, marijuana, quaaludes, and glue. And um, it would be cool to hear a band update the lyrics with drugs that didn't exist yet in 1980. You know, like maybe a verse, maybe a line about ecstasy or another line about bath salt. Yeah, or bath salts. Uh, (laughs) You lean. Drank. Yeah. Uh, So much. Um, I, I, and I also like how he's like casually trying to level with the listener in that calm voice. Like I'm a person just like you, but I've got better things to do. And then it's like, ah, fuck drugs. Like, fuck you. Like he just goes off on it. So it's like a perfect, it's a perfect song. And it's not even, it's probably not even in my top five minor threat songs. Like, um, but I had to pick it. Come on straight edge. Yeah. But that that's the thing is like, obviously and now we go to Daniel to justify him not taking it. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, it's not, even though OMTB, we covered this almost every single show, you know, and I love the song and I love the, the thought, the, the absolute thought behind it is incredible to think of. I mean, we live in a post this song world. So to think about it, coming about without any of what we're used to, you know, is really incredible. But like Ben just said, it's not in my top five minus rat songs. So that's why I had to go with, you know, not go with this. Cause Ben is trying to shame me uh, by saying that, come on, man. Why don't yeah, you? Have- I got two things on this. First <laughs> off, there goes Daniel's chances of ever getting one of Mandel's extra seven inches. And also, uh- no, no, that's not true. <laughs> Ian's voice, like even if this isn't one of your favorite minor threat songs, his vocal delivery on this song is one of the best of this era because how Ben's talking about him going back and forth, like kind of in like the talking voice and then to the yelling voice, like to get that sort of range in like a perfect hardcore song is just fucking insane. Like you, you still can't touch it. Like they were, they were one of the first, they're probably the best and it's just untouchable. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys, if you got, if, if I hadn't picked this song, 
would Chris or Zach, would you have picked this song for your first? Well, yeah, because I'm not a fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Would you have picked this song if I hadn't oh. picked it? How do you leave this Zoom meeting? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And the reason okay. why is because like totally agree with every reason why you did choose this. You know, it's the definitive song. It's this entire conversation wouldn't exist without the song, but uh, because minor threat has a few like straight edge classics that are right up there, like the same tier. Um, I was going to kind of wait and see what got pilfered and right. maybe come back well, to them later. Yeah. Do you think we should talk about, like the elephant in the room, which is that all of us are straight edge except Zach. <laughs> okay. Are What's you calling Zach an elephant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm straight edge shamed and fat shamed. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, how do you how do you kick Zach out of the zoom? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I was the one that was gonna pick straight edge. <laughs> the the best thing is Zach champions straight edge hardcore almost more than than anything else you know so and was in a band called in control true yeah named after uh <laughs> as brandon cruz said the best straight edge band that was on lsd <laughs> <laughs> but um did you ever think zach like did you, did you ever get close to thinking like maybe i should be straight edge or would it never was that no. never on the table for you no because it was like for most people it's just a trend and i'm like a i'm a long-term thinker man you know it's like you know how many times like because i've just been vegetarian no, for you're a long you're a long-term drinker oh hey hey, hey. Yo. um no i mean like think about it hardcore like yes i never thought about it and i associate it to like my decision to be vegetarian and i was vegan for like maybe a year and a half at some point but i've been vegetarian for like 24 years now you know, and like, you know how many people have come and gone and like shamed me for not being vegan? Like, oh, you're just vegetarian. And like literally two years later, they're eating meat again. You yeah. know, it's like. Of course. Yeah. I Yeah. And so it's just like, I knew like, dude, at one time in my life, I want to be sitting on a roof, like drinking a glass of wine, looking at the stars. You know what I mean? Like I knew like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It just never appealed to me, even though like the music is some of the best in the world. And I know most of the people that were like hanging, like hanging around and singing along and getting all the glory. Like it was mostly a bunch of posers, you know, yeah, well, I was never going to be that. I'm a person just like you. And I got better things to do than <laughs> sit around, look at the stars, drinking wine, going to bars. <laughs> Damn. 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 Speaking of bars. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a strong bar, Daniel. Respect. <laughs> Thank you. Totally, totally derail the 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 obsessive listing, but I'm gonna totally derail the obsessive listing. I want to know, Chris and Dan, were there were, was there an actual song that convinced you to to go straight edge that you that you heard, or was it not that cut and dry? Well, <laughs> I to pour more shame on myself for not picking this song first. I moved i didn't even move to america yet like i came uh to do a little trial live with my dad 
And I had met some skaters down in PB in San Diego. And one of them had given me a tape that was Fugazi 13 songs on one side and Minor Threat discography on the other. And so I grew up in England where all my friends drank early, you know, like 12, 13, 14, like sneaking the dad's beer out of the, you know, sheds and like all meeting up in the woods and smoking and drinking. And I never wanted to do it. And there was just something inside me that I have never wanted to do it. And I never, um, I never like it, I was, you know, called a puffer, all kinds of stuff for never doing it, but I just held strong to it. And when I heard those words of all of this and then speaking to them the day after listening to it and going, holy fucking shit is this really all about that and and then they explained what straight edge was and i was like that's me and from then on like i've considered myself straight edge and this is my 30th year of being straight edge how about you that's Chris? funny that's yeah you uh for me it was never any like specific song or anything i think for me it was kind of something i was already thinking about and uh, like a, like a mindset that I had before I even heard any straight edge bands. Um, I just, you know, I, I saw too many of my friends, like just using drugs and alcohol as, as a crutch. And it's not something that I wanted to do for myself. Um, and so when, you know, when I learned about minor threat and some of these other bands that were singing about this, I, it was more of a, okay, yeah, that's me you know, as opposed to like a, a standard that I was trying to live up to. It was more, it resonated more as like, yeah, that's how I feel, you know? What about you, Ben? I was totally in the punk and totally against drugs. And then when I was in eighth grade, this uh, girl I went to junior high with was like, you're straight edge. And I'm like, what's that? And she, she goes, it means you don't do drugs and you're an asshole. And I'm like, I'm not straight edge because I thought it was an insult. And then when I learned what it was, I'm like, oh my God, there's already a thing that exists that describes me perfectly. So it's very similar to your story, Dan. Like you already were this, like you were th these two things, punk rock and drug free. And then you fi find out like, there's this thing that, you know, tailor made for, for you, you know, that, that already exists in the world. So. Yeah. And, and the more, you can wrap your head around it as you, you know, you are initially like, Oh my God, this thing. But then the more you, you know, sort of philosophize about it or think of its philosophy, the more you realize really how punk it is. Obviously, as Zach said, there are tons of people that have used it as a trend and a crutch and a, and a way to advance their social circle or whatever. But at the heart of it, it is being punk against what was typically punk at the time. You know, it's very, very punk. Um, obviously with Ian's thought process, it's extremely punk and it has been used in many circles to not be punk. But as long as there's everyone, you know, many people doing it for the right reasons. It will always be punk. All right. Well, Ben, are you going to ask me my song? 
but you were never became straight edge. You couldn't yeah, exactly. Have so I was listening to this killer record and I heard this song called straight edge, uh, by no effects. And I was like, that'll never be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Zach, you were into the white caps, get beer as your moment. <laughs> Well, white cap, white caps get beer is definitely better than no effects straight edge. So that's, that's true. That. That is Saw that video with the guy with the backpack uh, keg. <laughs> yeah, keg on his back. Yeah, which is skills, dude. Riding around a little moped with that on your back. I mean, even an empty keg is pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, Chris, let's go to you for your number one pick. All right. Um, you know, I'm kind of glad that that uh, that you took straight edge. And I'm glad that Dan took Uniform Choice. Like those are definitely two very important bands for me. Um, in in bands that laid kind of the groundwork for for the song that I want to bring in. And this is a song where Straight Edge was kind of taken from a a, a personal philosophy to to an aggressive in your face proclamation kind of a you know a vibe of of you know others in the punk scene seeing straight edges as a safe thing in in kind of a violent scene and this is a song that that says you know i'm as hard as the booze that you swill down your throat i'm as bad as the shit you breathe in through your lungs i'm taking project x straight edge revenge uh it's just such such an in-your-face song the the music is is totally matches the vibe like you know when when the kind of squeaky feedback comes in and and the bass with the kind of trudging the vocals come in over the top porcel sounds so gnarly like so gnarly and then like the fast part like this song is just it's it's a perfect like aggressive in your face hardcore song uh I love it. Project X, Straight Edge Revenge. This but song rips. It, oh, it's an incredible song, but is it a joke song? I don't that's think so. Question. That's the question. Uh, no. I mean, well, I think, I think the the original intention of the song was probably in line with the original intention of of Judge, where it was like, all right if you if you say straight edge is this we're going to give it to you and we're going to give it to you tenfold i think it was perhaps a little bit tongue-in-cheek but i think no more than you know another song that is probably going to come up later that i won't even get into but caffeine by uh, crucial youth No, but the the reason I ask is because they, you know, they had alter egos in the band, and it was a, uh, it was kind of done for the, you know, the schism, uh, zine release. But yeah, but I agree with Chris. Like this is just it's a meaner version of of Youth of Today, right? With Porcel singing. So like this is his. I mean, he was in Judge, but like this is him getting to lay down like his lyrics, you know. Yeah, I wasn't gonna br- I wasn't gonna bring it up yet because I know someone's gonna pick one of their songs, but I would compare it to Earth Crisis, where you know, it's Earth Crisis just, was never a joke band, but dramatizing. Yeah, exactly. Although I I would say that they wouldn't say they are, but we'll get we'll get to that when we get to that, or if we get to that. All right. When, well, when Ben picks them. That's right. That's right. Well, a. If he's going to pick them, 
the right song is there. Okay, I'm doing my first round and fucking A. I'm taking minor threat in my eyes. Ah, um, I thought I almost got there. I know. Yeah. Well, you can jack my next pick because I think we're going for the same stuff. But uh, I think this is the best rated song that, that Minor Threat does. It is so raging, you know, from the build up to his like, again, with like those dynamics, he's hitting it again here, you know, from like the, the talking to the yelling and then, you know, the part in between before it goes fast and then going fucking fast. This song has got it all. It's an absolute perfect hardcore song with mad dynamics, different tempos. It's one of the greatest songs of all time of any genre. Minor Threat in my eyes. That's my pick. What's up? Yeah, I mean, the nothing could be overstated about how what an amazing musical and vocal choice it is to do the you tell me you like, and then the the music and the vocals just matching that absolute pounding aggression. And then he even rips it up a notch when it goes, it's in my eyes, it's in my eyes. You know, well, right before that, he takes it up a notch and he's all, do you fucking get it? Well, it's yeah, my, my we know, we know yeah. I'm a major fan of that part. Yeah. And, and like, you know, people who would do that throughout hardcore history. It's a classic trope, and this is like yeah. one of the first and probably the best. Ben, what's your take on this? It, it's like, you know, Minor Threat comes out with their first seven inch with these like really simple songs that are all, you know, you know, A plus songs. And then they come out with the second seven inch with with in my eyes is like a rock opera compared to the first seven inch it's like it it's complex there's all these parts to it and it all totally it all totally works it's like it's kind of like the uh direction that they would take with the out of step 12 inch like it's super um intricate and i think that might have to do um although i should ask ask the source um with the songwriting the lyrics were always Ian, except for I think seeing red was Jeff Nelson, but the music I think started out with Ian writing the music. And then it basically turned into Lyle writing the majority of the music from what I've been told. So maybe this is the beginning of that. Brian says he wrote straight edge musically. No, 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 no. That's what he said. I was okay. Watch this for a name drop. I was backstage at an Angels and Airwaves show <laughs> and they were playing with Bad Religion and I I think I was X'd up <laughs> for that show. But, you know, I was X'd up and we were talking about Stray Edge and Brian Baker comes along with whiskey in a tumbler with uh, ice cubes clinking and he goes, Straight Edge? I wrote that song and clinked his tumbler full of ice and whiskey and laughed. <laughs> and I, th- and I thought, I thought initially I was like, what? A t-? And then I was like, you know what? That was, that was quite funny. You know, I'll give it to him. That was pretty funny. Well, and that was yeah, also he, like he, the easy way to say that, right? Like what? Cause he doesn't know that you know who he is. Right. So you want him to be like, Hey, I'm Brian Baker. And I played on that seven inch that that song <laughs> came out on. It was easier to just yeah. be like, 
Hey, silly, I wrote that song. Yeah. But it, it but, my note. but he was teasing. He was definitely like teasing us about it because he had he was a it was awkward that he was there with whiskey in a glass and was the dude from Minor Threat, you know, so it was a fun way of you know dealing with the the 500 pound elephant in the room. <laughs> right. And, but, but here's how I know he didn't write that song is because there, he did a, an interview recently. It, it was like him holding a guitar and kind of playing some riffs or whatever. And he's like, the first thing I ever wrote that made it onto a record was the opening riff to think again. The He only wrote that one part of that song. And he goes, that's the first thing I ever wrote that made it onto a record. And then, of course, that isn't, that's from Out of Step. So that's later. Yeah, that, that, that's why I'm I'm pretty sure he, he but I understand what he's you know, it was a funny way of him saying like I was in minor threat and we came up yeah. with that shit. Yeah. And also he steals that song because that's the best part of that song. <laughs> All right. So minor threat. Threat. No, the, to, think again. Think again. Shoot it back to Daniel for his number two. Oh god. Now it gets difficult because my number two was just stolen from me. Um, you had plenty right. of time to think, but you had to brag about being backstage at Angels, uh, <laughs> Angels of the Airwaves. Angels of the Airwaves. <laughs> so, it was respect. Shout out Dave Kennedy. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Let me just see here because I, you know, oh, God. I, I had it nailed on that I was going to get in my eyes because anyway, I'm going to just say this goes out to you and your crew. You ate your words. You drank your words. You smoked your words. Now I know the truth. Living a lie side by side. All right. Um, for those that don't know, I like side by side a lot. <laughs> Um, she thought you were going to go side by side <laughs> one that one <laughs> and I love the it's almost gotten in my eyes like part to it you know that you where the vocals and the and the music are coming across in a staccato like extremely aggressive manner and then the it gets so youth crewy after where he goes, now I know the truth. And Alex. it goes back to fat. Yeah. And exactly. And as I've said before on the pod and got eviscerated, it's the best name call out <laughs> that is honoring the stigma call out, but I like it even better because it's side by side. Um, yeah. I think this is a perfect straight edge song, extremely aggressive Jules vocals. I mean, they do it for me every single time. Best ever, besides Ian. And I'm going side by side, living a lie. What do you think? I think you're definitely not getting a Mandel uh, Minor Threat 7-inch now. You got two choices before Minor Threat. Yeah, but I'm I'm chipping in on those Minor Threat discussions. (laughs) (laughs) I think this pick is great. I love Side by Side, and this is a great song. Word. I knew you were going to pick it. And I thought about picking it just to 
screw me mess with you yeah there, there's actually another song too that i'm convinced you're going to pick and we will see if that is the case that i thought maybe i should pick this just because i know dan wants it but i'm not going to do that <laughs> we'll we'll see if i pick it and you name that yep that was it it's kind of my favorite side by side song like it might be yeah i think it is i love it's it's so witty like is it really that witty or did i think it was witty because i was like 13 when i first heard it where he says you ate your words you drank your words you smoked your words i don't know it no it is witty and it's hard and it's fucking awesome and it's calling out sellouts left right and center yeah i think it's It's witty it's good because because this next wave of stray edge bands that came after the initial minor threats ssds etc now they've got the ability to write songs about people selling out straight edge, you know? So this is of that genre. It's in a post straight edge world. So it's commenting on people faking the funk, you know? And uh, I think that's, that's kind of cool and interesting and will be a genre that is well trod going forward. Yeah, there's examples of that really early on, but I'm not going to give away those examples of like, you were straight edge and then you sold out or whatever. You turned your back. Like there's stuff from like the very early 80s that talk talk about that. Yeah, this yeah. episode's hard. We're all trying to not like reference other stuff until <laughs> we get like a round of picks under our belt. <laughs> I know it's like we're at Texas Hold'em, like not trying to give any tells. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Ben, take your number two. Okay, let's see here. You waited long for 21. For me, the fight has just begun. You go to clubs, drink alcohol, makes you feel like you're 10 feet tall. Hell Seven yeah. seconds, young till I die. I the fucking catchiest, love that. Yeah. The, the catchiest, best, most perfect song by Minor Threat's West Coast-ish spiritual equivalent. Uh, you know when you hear that guitar intro coming in before that slow sing-along part, you want to wear some eye black, a baseball shirt, a Rocky Balboa hat, and then transform into a Brian Walsby drawing before stage diving into the cartoon pit. And uh, one day this will actually be on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Dude, that riff is so, so good. They just play it the whole song. It's like, fuck it. We just wrote like the catchiest punk riff. So let's just do this. It's that riff too, and like kind of the way that it it slowly kind of trots out there before the vocals come in. Like if you see a band cover this song, that riff is like the invitation to wherever you are in the venue, time to run up front and just get in, get in the middle of it. Yeah. And it literally will make the old folk at the show get that hardcore Holy ghost and be young till they die. You know, like it, it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you could be 60 at a show and I will be at some point and some band is going to cover this and I'm going to run up front and sing along, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And if you're 13, you've never heard it. You can sing along by the second chorus. Cause it's really easy to sing along to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually the first, um, uh, any out of all this music we're talking about, this is the first thing I ever owned. Um, I, I had this before, uh, before I had Minor Threat or or Youth of Today or whatever. Poser. <laughs> uh, I had uh, well, no. out the shizzy before I had this record. Oh. Dang, respect, respect, Ooh. respect for still taking that ride. 
Uh, it was it was a while before it came back to it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, perfect pick, Ben. What can you say? Seven seconds. And, and the battery cover of it is excellent too. Absolutely. Really Neither of them are on Spotify. Oh, that's offensive. Even the battery is not on Spotify. I think there's okay, like a did... twenty-five to life cover. Or something <laughs> that's that's trip. That's triply offensive. <laughs> Yo, the, the redemption okay. cover is probably on there. Get ready for the 25 to be on the playlist of this. <laughs> hey, might happen, dude. You don't know. You don't know. All right, Chris, let's go to you for your number two. All right. My my first pick, I picked uh, kids. Listen up. You're starting a band. You just picked up a guitar. Just picked up a bass. One of the easiest songs that you could possibly cover is Project X, Straight Edge Revenge. This next song is even easier if you're a guitar player or a bass player. Uh, if you're a drummer, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have a good drummer to play this one. But uh, I'm gonna take Chain of Strength, True Till Death. Uh, yeah. The the two song or the two riff classic. I mean, there's two chords. It just goes back and bet- back and forth between these two chords, and you know the drums and the vocals carry this. Yeah, it's the simplest song. But the the way the riffs are laid out, it just it, it gives room to the to the vocals and it gives room to the drums and and those are the things that make the song great. I mean yeah. the vocal you said like God <laughs> it's masterful. Yeah. yeah, and the verse is so memorable and masterful that it's basically just another chorus, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like a song that just really shows that having a good drummer in a hardcore band is crucial. Because those fills in the beginning, good God. And then even just like the the chorus, like going a little like kind of off time, you know, or just changing. It's like the temp, the tempo's not changed, but like the feeling has changed a tad. Um, and the, the build up to the true till death. Yeah, and then also just like the song, like the verses, like he found the perfect tempo. Like it wouldn't have had the right power to it if it would have just been like a few clicks slower or a few clicks faster. Like and it how, is just so in the pocket. And how fucking good is his voice? It is out of this world. This is like how, the greatest. And how fucking bummed is he today? <laughs> well, a couple months ago. Inauguration day. Yeah, yeah, a couple months ago, I mean. How bummed was he on January 20th? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking A. All right. <laughs> ben, what do you have on this? I have two things on this. This is the only song, this is the only Chain of Strength song that Frosty wrote the music to. So, you know, he's he's batting a thousand in this band. And um, I thought, I, I didn't have it on my short list because the band themselves insist it's about hardcore, not about straight edge. Oh, fuck. So I don't know how to take that. The hardcore edge has, has the hardcore edge gone dull. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Oh, it's great. A great song, by the way, I I love chain of strength. So that's my opinion on the song. It's incredible. Yep. Shout out frosty. My spirit animal, my hardcore spirit animal. (laughs) Um, Okay. Chris, let's go to you for your number two. I get another. That, that was it. Two. 
that oh, was it. my bad. My All bad. Right, for my second number, two, <laughs> my two B. No, 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 no. Sorry, I just didn't write. I'm it down. gonna take. Okay, on to me. See, what song do I think Zach's gonna take? <laughs> you know what I'm taking, dude. I'm taking all the right answers, and that means I am taking. Judging my way. This song. Good God, you know, like so vicious so gnarly you know and then the the number one thing i love the most is like the way it hits the breakdown like no build-up or anything just the you've lost my respect you know like just right in to the perfect mosh tempo yeah this song is a perfect hardcore song and it's a straight song so i chose it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you stole my uh, one of my pick. You stole my next pick, actually. I w- this one was going to go, I thought. Although Dan's going to probably take Fed up. This is kayfabe being ruined all over the place. <laughs> well, I mean, Boy, we've done are. enough of these pods, and like this is like, <laughs> you know, all four of us, like you know, if not our favorite, one of our favorite genres of music. Like we've hashed out like our favorite things that we like here. That's why these early yeah. rounds are so dangerous. They are. You know? But uh. Yeah. Yeah, that you've lost my respect when that comes crashing in, like it the first time you hear it, you don't expect that, you know, and it's like, oh fuck. You know, and what he's saying too, like, and then the line that ends that keep clear or take my best. Like, I'm gonna bring you my best beat down. If you don't keep it clear out of my face, you know, well, and it just seems like he's like shaking his friend, like by the shirt, you know, like he's literally like yelling in someone's face. Yeah. Yeah. Here's where this is the moment straight edge gets brutal. It, and, and it's like, if you think about how straight edge was supposed to be an anti-obsession philosophy. And now in this song, it becomes exactly the opposite of that. He even says, I guess you can call me obsessed. Yeah, and and it rules. He completely turns the straight edge on its head, and it fucking rules. And he says, "Those drugs are gonna kill you if I don't get to you first. It's like, fuck I, yeah, that's so hard. No, <laughs> that that is that's so hard. It's so that line hard. is the list. The the you could call me obsessed line is a throwaway line, but uh, nah, come on, that line is garbage. Like, <laughs> intolerance never sounded so awesome, and I think Mike went he went down that road. Like he was like, he tried, he got wasted and beat up at a show in the early days. And, um, he has a different perspective than someone like Ian or Ray Capo who never really did drugs in the first place, you know? And plus, so it's like easier to hear lyrics like this coming from someone like Mike who was damaged and, you know, had, he came from like a, a family that, uh, you know, he had a tough upbringing. Um, yeah, there were drugs and, around him, and also the the fact that he drummed in YOT and just was so mad at everyone taking them to task and making fun of them for being straight edge. It's like, no, enough is enough. Like I'm, f- I'm pissed. You know, yeah. chubby man That's with the a beard. Up. That's the move, dude. Love it, <laughs> Chris. What's your take on this? Um, yeah, great song. I mean, Judge, another one that you could pick any number of songs, uh, but yes, this one, absolutely banger. Totally agree about just 
it's it's the soundtrack just grabbing someone by the shoulders and shaking them. Yeah, dude. Okay. Well, Daniel, let's go to you for your number three. Well, let's keep this train a rolling and go fed up. God damn it. You know? <laughs> Don't worry, Ben. You still got bringing it down. <laughs> I've got to take it. Like, <laughs> it, and piggybacking off what Ben said about, you know, Mike had had, you know, seen fucked up shit in his childhood, seen fucked up shit in his peer group, and been fucked up in the early LES hardcore days, you know? Um, I've been down that road and I won't go again. Like, it's so fucking sick. But the song is great all the way up to, and then smoking that butt it makes you mature a slave to sex and you tell me you're pure you slam that beer it makes you a man i'm trying to keep my cool but you better understand and then the understand that comes after that's hardcore perfection right there yeah and respect to him for respecting the third x which has often been forgotten (laughs) that because he's a, a slave to sex Fair enough. You know, if you become obsessed and completely, uh, you know, lose yourself to it, then yeah, you're addicted to sex, you know? So still shout and out to that third X, the third often forgotten X. Mm-hmm. And the rule about of straight edge is the only thing you're allowed to be obsessed with is straight edge itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Manchester city football club. Didn't know that one. <laughs> this is a crystal palace podcast daniel come on (laughs) you know what though like this song can not be understated you know um so what you know ben you were gonna take it what what do you have to wax poetic about it um that it's another great straight edge song by judge who is one of the best straight edge bands ever i actually wrote a paragraph on in my way i didn't write anything about that specifically so i was i was actually cramming (laughs) Did we get the in my way paragraph? Did what? Did we get your in my way paragraph? I touched on it. Yeah, he did. He touched on the obsession and intolerance. And okay, well, one of the great things about fed up is that it's like the tom beat on the breakdown, but it's not a straight like beat. It's more of like a kind of like a tribal tempo. Dun 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 dun. You know, it's not like do do da do do da do do da. There's no real like pace. It's more of like a thundering, which yeah. is like one of the reasons why this song is so powerful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. Well, Ben, let's go to you for uh, your number three that is not in my way or fed up. My number three is Time Flies by Gorilla Biscuits. And why did I pick Time Flies by Gorilla Biscuits? They, uh, because it's on my favorite LP ever, and it's the only explicitly straight edge song by one of the best straight edge bands. Because the second verse has the lyrics, How much does it cost to buy the drug? To how much does it cost the booze and drugs you need? Put your life on pause. Is it that much fun? Maybe for some, I think it's dumb to let anyone or anything slow me down or prevent me from living my life. So, um, I had to pick GB and plus you get, you always give me such a hard time for not picking GB when we did the, uh, the revelation super seven. So this is making up for it. 
Well, I mean, I think you're off the hook because Daniel's non-minor threat was way more egregious. (laughs) (laughs) It's not over yet. That's true. That's true. Now this is perfect. And I like that you dialed into that, Ben. Because, yeah, classic straight edge band and not overt in the lyrics. One of the reasons, you know, I love them so much. Yeah, and, and the music is, is you know, exceptional. Walter Schreifels, he wrote all the words and all the, the, the uh, music for Gorilla Biscuits. And he wrote uh, Disengaged by Youth of Today and um, probably a lot of other stuff that I'm not even aware of in that, in that whole, you know, New York hardcore straight edge revelation scene. So hats off to Walter for, for using the shit out of those octaves. That's true. That's true. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to say on GB before we move on? Since uh, they might not get mentioned again. Uh, I love what men said, Ben said there, like uh, about them being, cause I totally agree. Like the best, one of the best straight edge bands ever. Um, so I love that you went and kind of, you know, maybe this isn't your favorite song by them, but it is a straight edge song by your favorite band. And I, I love that approach. Yeah, and they're no duds. They're no, no Grill Biscuits never wrote a dud, so it it wouldn't matter if you know if the songs if you if you took the song slut and then changed the lyrics to be a straight edge song, I, that would be fine too. <laughs> All right, Chris, let's I go to you for like your oh, breaking free. I feel like breaking free might be an edge edge song as well by gb I thought that's more about fr- about like you're a friend i don't need so i'm breaking free of our, our bullshit friendship yeah but why do you think that person's bullshit i don't know oh. i'd have to reread the lyrics <laughs> all right well daniel you're allowed to take it i i will allow it but uh for now let's go to chris for his number three all right i'm gonna take us a few years into the future here uh right here right now no my law, my vow, oh. my revenge, who I am, straight edge, my true love by the promise. That was my sleeper. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is there to say about the song? It's just such an awesome song. Like, you know, you put all these songs that we talked about so far just back to back on a playlist, this is going to stand out because it's just so different. Um, you know, they kind of take the, the melody of the melody and kind of the jazz influence of a band like burn with the, the Syracuse, uh, heaviness and in your face, um, just kind of metal approach. Uh, I remember the first time I heard this, this seven inch, we, uh, we, we played with Santa Sangra, which is Busky and JD's old band uh, in uh, Sacramento at West Coast Worldwide. Yeah, and, we, did, uh, we played that show with you. Yeah, that's right. Fields of Fire, too. Yep. Yep. Um, and just met those met those dudes there, kind of kept in touch with them. And and I remember Busky like, hit me up and being like, hey, check out my new band. And Santa Sangra was awesome, like really cool band, but... It wasn't really my thing, you know, like I, especially at that time was way more into like, you know, in my eyes and, you know, carry on and like the bands that were playing kind of more youth crew style stuff. And uh, so when he sent me this, you know, new band, like I instantly fell in love with it. It's definitely not that youth crew 
kind of vibe, but you know, I, I was a big enough fan of burn that I instantly kind of was gr- gravitated to it. And, uh, what a, what a great seven inch. I mean, both these two songs are just bangers and, uh, yeah. What do you got, Dan? I mean, I was going to take it. I, I love the way this is a love letter to straight edge and to what it has done as a philosophy of keeping someone clean, keeping someone away from being um, dragged down by what could have been around in their, in their formative years. And also a love letter to what brings them to doing the band and going to shows, et cetera. And, just it's very thoughtful and it and it is hard as fuck <laughs> you know that as well and it, it, it like chris says it, it's gonna sound a little bit different from a lot of the other songs and that's into the bluntness of the approach with this song it's really blunt and amazing and it was on my list i i thought i was gonna get away with getting it i knew chris was my competition for this song but, um, you know, hats off to him. He got it. You know, uh, I, I, I love this song. I love the promise, but this is the promise's best song. It, it speaks to me on so many levels, this song. I think that's what a lot of the later straight edge songs are able to do is to comment not only on the philosophy of straight edge, but on what the world within straight edge, straight edge has developed into. And this song pairs both of those uh, thought processes together really, really well. Yeah. This band was a powerhouse. They were fucking awesome. Straight out the gate is a, yeah. a really, really, really good hardcore band. And it's a great pick. This is uh, that song that does like the uh, the mnemonic scale is my favorite, but uh, this is right up there. That breakdown one, yeah, that thing's a shit. But yeah, okay, mnemonic. No, what would you call that? That's not mnemonic. No, it's a normal scale. Mnemonic is like we need to hit every note. So, like, if you did a mnemonic scale, it would sound terrible. I thought mono- uh, mnemonic scale is when Keanu Reeves does one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take my number three. <laughs> you don't know who you're fucking with. You're messing with the wrong crew. Crew! Blow that smoke in my face, and God knows what I'll do. Hard. Your fucking lifestyle makes me sick. Straighten out your act and fucking quick. Can't understand why you do that shit. Me and my crew won't stand for it. Floor punch clear. What's up, fool? When did this Freddie song? Madball sing for floor punch? <laughs> <laughs> I love Porter's voice. I can't do it. You know, but uh, yeah, this song is a shit. So fucking catchy from the yeah. beginning. You know, just ring outs into one of the catchiest verses ever. I mean, I know I sang the chorus, but. Smoke another joint, drink another beer. Let's get one thing straight. You keep it fucking clear. Fuck your brain. You know, it's like, oh my God. How do you have a verse be that catchy? And it's like, there's no way they can do a chorus this good, you know? And then they do. 
and it just fucking it's better the chorus then ramps it up you know it oh my god the whole thing like you know these lyrics and it's like there's a lot of lyrics on this song but still it's like you listen to the song three times you know them because they're that perfect that catchy and And that aggressive the fact that they're so aggressive makes them stick in your mind that's right that's right you know if if we're talking about like judgy type vibes like here you go you know here it is like whatever eight years later you know you know it's funny I was uh, I was going to take this song with my third pick and I, I saw Dan's little picture up there on the little video picture of Dan up there. And I was like, you know what? If I don't take the promise here, Daniel might grab it. Well, hmm. so it, that's funny. It, in my pathway of thinking what I was going to do, the promise and six and seven were going to be promise and, and floor punch. Like if I got there, you know. But I'm really no. happy to. I'm I'm probably going to vote for one of your other lists and just be like, "What happened? How come all my other favorite songs are on everyone else's list?" No, I I, I just bring that up to say, like, totally. I'm totally on board with you here, Zach. Like, this is one of the best straight edge songs ever written. Uh, the lyrics are ridiculous, but like in a way that is you can't deny their. Uh, the attraction of the ridiculousness. But they're also believable when you know you've seen Flo and their crew, <laughs> you know? You're kind of like, oh, yeah. If you are blowing smoke in the face, you are going to get fucking smacked. <laughs> or if you're in, or if you're uh, <laughs> in, uh, what's that guy Duncan's <laughs> band? Uh, I guess the God. Yeah. Or if you're in that band, you're going to get smacked too. <laughs> Daniel, um, you got to go there. Come on. Dan. Well, this song, Zach, I'm surprised you picked this song because it breaks your cardinal rule. The second verse is the same as the first. You hate Although, when that happens. If you write, I was going to bring that up. If you write a verse and a chorus is catchy, fuck it, hit it again. Yeah, yeah the, Ra- yeah. the, Ra- the nope. Ramones and Floor Punch can do it. Second yeah. verse, same as the first. Uh, this is the first Floor Punch song I ever heard because it's on the tie that binds comp back to back with a lifetime song that is against floor punch, <laughs> which is bringing it backwards. Um, and like, I love, this is pure judge New York crew worship. And it's as good as a song as the songs that are on New York crew by judge. And um, one of the most amazing tattoos I ever saw, I didn't see this in person, but on the internet, there's a guy who has a tattoo on his calf, which is praying hands that are x'd up and it says in a banner above and below the praying hands it says i pray to fucking god you od on that shit it's like that's on your body for the rest of your life are you insane respect i love you respect and just like the the line i pray to fucking god like (laughs) so ill and you know what though so i think that it's amazing that floor punch is the band that held up the best of this genre because listening to their songs, like especially demo seven inch era, their songs were made for the live show. And that's why I excuse this song of repeating twice because like, it's for that, you know, it's like they have that one little ring out in between and it's like, here we go again. Let's do it again. Pile on. You know what I mean? Now for my listening pleasure, maybe if they cut it in half, it would be even better. But I just know that like when I saw floor punch, I want to hit this twice. You know, unless they're going to play it twice, like uh, Fields of Fire doing skate punks at the Che Cafe. 
Respect. Hey, um, and this isn't even the best floor punch song. It's the second best one. The best one is Shotzi, which on uh, Spotify is Shotty. They spelled it wrong. You know, I thought about taking not not for me because again, a straight edge song and a perfect hardcore song, but this one is just so catchy. I couldn't not. And um, ang- angry. Yeah, and angry. Okay, Daniel, let's go to your number four. And uh, why did you pick Firestorm? <laughs> oh God! Strategically, you had so much time to think about this. <laughs> I was fired up talking about floor punch. Shame on you for not being as fired up. <laughs> um. It's more about fuck it. Yeah, fight. I'm gonna dance at this. Firestorm slash forged in the flames. All crisis. You know, when one song goes into the other, it and you know it's recorded in one go. I'm I'm gonna claim it, and it's both both amazing straight edge lyrically awesome songs and over dramatizing maybe a little (laughs) but absolutely like i've said this on the pod many times and forgive me for saying it again but when you are a young edgeman that is accepting of some metallic riffs because i'm not i'm i'm canceling ben out of this conversation right now you stole my pick i was gonna pick this no you weren't yes i was a hundred percent I have a he pair. He's definitely going to take it on a seven. I, well, I don't know if he's taking it round four, but he's he was taking it. Yeah, but I think he would take it to criticize it, perhaps. Um, no, we'll find when, out. <laughs> when you're a when you're a young edgeman and this song comes out, there is something that explodes within you that you just feel like you can topple buildings and you know smash down the whole state and and just, you know, round up all the drug dealers and put them on an island. You know, it just, there's something about it, the over-dramatization, but also the emboldenment that you get from this song. That's incredible. And then also, just open E. (laughs) That is minimalist genius right there making that so powerful. And the same thing we've just said about Young Till I Die, you hear that riff start, you go sprinting for the stage. You hear this, you you climb the rafters and then you drop down on people (laughs) from 50 feet just to be in this, like participate in this song. It is incredible. Um, And also this era of Earth Crisis, Carl's vocals are, the best incredible up there for some of the most aggressive hardcore vocals of all time before he went deeper and tried to be more metal and lean into that more this has still got traditional hardcore meets his voice shredding like this is carl trying to do dwid to an extent and it is perfect it, well, it has so much bite to it yeah like he does such a good job of like being brutal but like succinct you know where where Dwid like is at his best when he's like kind of drawing things out yeah you know, yeah this is like no 
I, I'm saying like before Carl attempts to match the the metal edge of going deeper and and more growly and gruff. This is where he's a little higher in the register, and it the vocals cut through like a knife. They're incredible. Yeah, he, he definitely loses the the intensity when he gets more into the the cook, Cookie Monster growling. Like yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not as biting. Well, you can actually understand what he's saying on this record, which you yes. cannot do on on anything after this. Yeah. Well, I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know the discipline and and uh, things like yeah, that. I guess you're right. You're right. The discipline. You're right. You can hear that. Yeah. All right, Ben. Um, prove Dano wrong. And what were you going to say about this record? Yeah, please. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I wish Earth Crisis would round up the drug dealer kid on my block. Um, cause he's fucking annoying and all the people who park on our fucking cul-de-sac street, it's like, get the fuck out of here. You're just here to buy drugs, leave. Uh, but, um, a bunch of people on the internet recently accused this song of being racist because I guess they, they equate drug dealers with people of color, which would actually make the accusers racist for insinuating that in the first place. Extremely. So I'm going to mention that. Extremely. Yeah, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Can you hear yourself right now? Um, and then, so I was going to say that, like, straight edge hardcore was like walking on a fence between metal, between metal and hardcore for like three years leading up to this song. Well, you know, it starts getting more metallic at, by around ninety, and then this song comes out in ninety three, and it's the thing that just pushes straight edge off the fence solidly onto the metal side, which sucks. But it, some you know, something awesome was required to do that in order to you know to push the whole thing in one direction or another. Yeah, this so, is definitely so awesome. it, so, it was so awesome that everyone had to chase it. Yeah, it's yeah, the it's right. the north star. It is the metallic straight edge north star. Like it never got better than this. Well, also it's like well, a, it's, well, it's, I will refute that shortly. He's going to choose an unbroken an unbroken song. Um, <sighs> Well, okay, so like Terry comes out, blows the fucking door wide open, right? But like that musicality is not attainable to everyone, you know? And then Earth Crisis comes out, they write this fucking hit song, which is just plucking a, a Slayer riff, you know? And they turn it into like this amazing anthem. And like everyone hears it and they're like, well, there it is. Like Daniel said, the North Star, everyone chase that, you know? But you can't do it again. So like, yeah, people have to like kind of try to forge their own path. But when it's a less talented integrity or a not as straightforward earth crisis, it misses the mark often. Yeah. And, and what makes this more significant than integrity is that the lyrics aren't about, you know, your blood turning you inside out or whatever, you know, it's, it's actually about something. I mean, I guess maybe I'm sure you can, there, there is an integrity song about the Armenian Holocaust, but that comes later. But like, you know, there's a lot of this kind of Dungeons and Dragons bullshit going on um, with integrity early on. Actually, he has a song about his dog dying, which is really sweet. If you know, that's what the song is about. But, you know, this is very clearly like, you know, we're straight edge and we're on a mission kind of a thing. Well, and it, and yes, it is dramatic, you know a firestorm to purify like it is a dramatic notion, but it is also 
commenting on the ills that these toxins do yield and field upon society. Like it is a direct comment of, no, we are taking up arms against this because um, this kills people in our neighborhoods. This kills people in, in society. And yeah, you know, like all good propaganda, it, it has an element of drama to it. So that's why, you know, Firestorm is like that. And then Forged in the Flames is just the, you know, the, talking about like the edge came out of chaos, came out of um, what could be re- viewed as chaotic, you know, uh like Ian writing the song about, well, everyone at these shows is doing all these drugs and getting fucked up and punching people in the pit and using that as a crutch to blame. Oh, sorry, man. I was fucked up. You know, uh, it's kind of a really, you know, like, just like we said, the promises, my true love is a love letter to straight edge. Forcing the flames is, is that same thing. It's like a, no, this is a badge of honor. If you choose to, walk this path or go down this route it is a badge of honor you know um so i'm i'm psyched to have these songs i i was gonna get them and you know still no minor threat on my list yet what the fuck okay and ben let's go to you for your number four okay number four let's see here you know i was gonna I was going to pick a different song sung by the same guy. And then I was washing dishes while listening to the Tony Rettman. Tony Rettman wrote a book about straight edge, which is very good. It's called straight edge, a sober history. Um, and it's, uh, an oral history where he interviewed 105 people about straight edge and then, and then turned it into a, a, the, the history from 1980 to present, which is incredible. Um, and so, he made a playlist on Spotify and I just decided I'm going to listen to this while I wash the dishes. And this song came on and now I'm, I'm changing my number four pick uh, because it, it's so good. It's straight and alert by uniform choice. Um, you know, it's got those really slow uh, ominous verses and then it goes into the hyper speed choruses and then back to those slow verses. It's, what more can I say, man? That whole album is incredible. And there are maybe two explicitly straight edge songs on it. And the other one was already picked. Actually, this was, this was my pick anyway. So you guys got uh, anything on straight, straight alert. I thought yeah, you got it. It's the West Coast in my down. eyes, you know, from slow to fast, slow to fast and about straight yeah. edge. Yeah. Yeah. I Use your head. You could argue is an edge jam. I suppose, yeah, I suppose. You know, but what an incredible song. I always feel like his vocals sound like a siren on the chorus. Like, straight alert, straight alert. It sounds like a ambulance coming down the street or something. That's the other MIs tie in. EL straight and alert before it goes fast. And it's yeah. also got this weird, like mid-tempo shuffle. That's the West Coast. It's got really, it's got yeah. the three kind of modes. That's a West Coast skank. Yep. You know, big time. Yeah, I love this. 
you know the the demo version's even like faster and crazier. You know, eighty-four on, demo on, on Nemesis. Yeah, the the Nemesis, the double seven inch. Yeah, and uh, re-released by Igby. Hell yeah! And his his sing-songy. Who drinks the barley? Who drinks the grain? It's so <laughs> that line is so ill. <laughs> yeah, and but the it's so like if you never heard Uniform Choice before and you hear that the first time and maybe this is the first song you hear from him, you might slightly chuckle the first time you hear it. The second time you're like, oh my God, that's so sick. And the third time you hear it, you're like, this is my favorite song I've ever heard. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's why it's so great is because exactly, yeah. it borders that line on ridiculous. Yep. But they don't like fall yeah. off the cliff. That marshmallow does not fall off the stick. Yeah, the fifth time you hear it, the fifth time you hear it, you break all the furniture in your house. And then... <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, dude, that, that barley grain line is so good. This is funny. So I was working this job at some point uh doing fraud prevention and like we had our internal like you know like aim messaging system and my friend at work was this guy mike pettit that worked in the accounting department but my boss's name is mike reed and i uh i sent this message to mike that said like yo the barley and hops kicked my ass last night i'm struggling you know like <laughs> telling him i was hung over and but i sent it to mike reed instead of mike pettit i sent it straight to my boss Ooh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> did you get fired Nah, uh, actually, Mike Reed drank himself to death. R.I.P., dude. Oh, man. Ugh. Mike Reed drinks the barley and the grain. Yeah, he's my, a great uh, boss. Oh, my best friend, my best friend in junior high, who I got into so much of this, not really specifically straight edge, but like all that early hardcore punk with, he drank himself to death, age of 34. It's like, how do you do that? I think maybe I have like a, you already have a condition that is exacerbated by alcoholism. You like, or you just really know how to put them away. No, it's a disease, Ben. It's straight up a disease. Like, well, uh, definitely alcoholism is a disease, right? My grandfather was an alcoholic his entire life and he lived to be 97. So why does this other guy die at 34? Genetics is everything, right? It's genetics. It's the different booze they're drinking. It's how you're doing it. It's added with depression. It's all of this stuff. I mean, I'm straight edge because I have, well, not because, but a good good reason that I am straight edge and I always knew not to be into this kind of stuff is because I have such an addictive personality. Look at how many shoes I have. Look at how many records I have. Look how, you know, it's all... If I was into booze, it could be a, it could be a bad, sad story. You know, yeah, I think Daniel's about that too, collection like, would be ill. <laughs> yeah, I, I Man, think about all that the too, stars like, I would see. <laughs> like, would I be a total uh, alcoholic if I was not straight edge? I, and I, I always thought, yes, I would be. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive about things. Yeah. And then maybe ten years ago, I thought, you know, maybe I would be able to handle this, but. Oh well, we'll never we'll never know. Exactly. The ultimate irony about this music is like it's some of the like greatest, most entertaining music on the planet, but hearing people talk hearing straight edge people talk about straight edge is like one of the most boring things on earth. Oh sorry. Oh. For those of you that are still listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I had to throw that out there. Sorry, dudes. You know, much love. <laughs> Chris, let's go to you for your number four. 
<laughs> Much love. <laughs> hey, do you want to get this knife out my back? <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, we could be talking about fantasy football, which is actually even more boring than people talking about straight edge in a fantasy football style of conversation. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben earlier took the song that put a name on this whole thing. I'm going to take the song from the same band, Minor Threat, who laid it out like what it was. I'm taking it out of step. Which version? Good question. And first one. All right. Noted. You don't, you don't like version. golf? You don't yeah. like golf? The no, not the one with the no set of rules. Um, another song that, uh, you know, versus is the same verse one as verse two. Uh but I'll say this song, the verse is actually even more of a chorus than the chorus. You know, it's it's more it's more maybe not more memorable, but it's it's I guess maybe more memorable and more sing alongable than you know the out of step. You know, that's the fast raging fast chorus. Um, yeah, minor threat. I had I had to have a minor threat song in here. There were a few, you know, a few that I had on my list. Uh, the other two of the top three kind of went off. So I had to take it here before Dan came back around. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. The, the, the verses are easier to sing along to just because they're pretty basic, like the rhythm pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, although this, this is a great classic chorus, but yeah, a little hard, harder to sing to because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and if sure. it was ever warranted to have the same verse go twice, this is it. Right, like this is the mission statement. They're yeah. laying it out. How different would this world be if the second verse was different? Verse be wild. Oh. If if this had a different second verse, would clear have a different second verse? Ooh. Would there even be three three X's? Good point. Good point. Well, the, the thing that's interesting about this musically music theory ish uh about this the chorus is going so fast and he's saying you can't keep or can't keep up you know Mm -hmm. you almost can't keep up singing along like it Mm -hmm. it it's almost intentional to an extent that it's so blazingly fast that can't keep up can't keep up it's almost falling behind you know how fast it's going i think it's it's brilliant. It's an amazing song. And you just screwed me again, by the way, on my, on my <laughs> picks. I will add, uh, you know, I just want to talk on, on minor threat in their sound and, and my experience with them, you know, beyond the song, like I, I was into punk and, and listened to some, some other punk bands, you know, a lot of punk bands before I heard this band, you know, I listened to Fugazi before I heard minor threat. And I remember, um, a friend of mine had a friend in from out of town who's like, oh, you like Fugazi? Do you like Minor Threat? I'm like, what's Minor Threat? And uh, he's, he pulls his tape out and he's like, throw this on. And I was kind of picturing something a little bit more like Fugazi and whew, couldn't have been more wrong. Like from the second it started, I was just blown away by the the rage, the, the ferocity of his voice, like 
this is, I mean, I'd heard hardcore before, you know, I'd heard suicidal tendencies, I'd heard descendants, um, and I've heard some other bands before, but that, that you call hardcore, but this, this was different. Like this, I think was the moment that I realized that I loved hardcore, you know, and probably even a good year or two before I even heard, you know, youth of today or gorilla biscuits or any other that I would throw in that same kind of classification of, of hardcore. That's just ferocious. Hell yeah. That's rad. Okay. And, and it's not just ferocious. He's tuneful. It's like 10% melody, you know, that's the, that's the part that makes minor threat the numero uno of all hardcore is that mm-hmm. slight tunefulness that is still done with so much aggression <laughs> that it just it it makes them better than everyone. Well, it's what makes them universal Absolutely. too, where like people yeah. from every genre love them. So, and it okay. still kind of surprises me how popular they are. Like they they still are fucking raging hardcore. Like. I mean, to me, they're the greatest band ever, but it's like, cool. I guess lots of people hear that, that great musicianship or whatever tunefulness in their music. So, well, yeah, it's like tuneful and has plenty of rage, you know? So it's, I don't know. I mean, we don't have to sing the praise of minor threat. Everyone knows. Yeah. I us, you know, but we'll I mean, that's it. why it's universal. We'll a couple when more minutes. Yeah, I mean, when you're the greatest at something like you get the respect, right? And minor threats yep. the greatest. So that's that. Um, okay. If clear is the catchiest song, I'm taking the second most catchy. And that's straight edge brothers in the pit together, singing straight edge anthems together. We're all friends. If you're not high, no one will go home with a black, black eye. eye. Ten yard fight, pit of equality from the demo 1995. Same thing as uh, Clear. It's like the verse is so catchy. And then the chorus is like, good God, how do you up the catchiness? You know? Because we don't care if you're black or white. We're all friends of the pit tonight. It's like, you listen to it a few times, you know the song. It's that good. You know? And yeah, I mean, people chase their whole songwriting career to write something this catchy and good and never achieve it. You know? And here it is. It's a real song that exists. And it's perfect. Tenure fight pit of equality. What's up? <laughs> What's up? No. Shout out to uh, <laughs> okay. end of the pod, Anthony Papalardo. That's right. Okay. And uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll say a couple things on it. Tenure fight, uh, yeah. to me, they had a couple songs that are just outside of my, you know, they're on my, uh, you know, my honorable mentions list, which I mean, we're going to get to the end of this and there's going to be some bangers that are left off of this list. Like some absolute straight edge classics are not going to make, you know, what is this? 28, these 28 songs. Um, and, and I'll say like some of these tenured fight honorable mentions are for me, like just outside. Um, you know, I would say proud to be straight, uh, stronger than before, uh, is from, from back on track such a good song yeah i i I agree i mean this is a band that when i first heard them 
I, I was all in immediately. Like, oh, they're singing <laughs> insanely about Stray Edge and they're a straight-up hardcore band, you know? They're bringing it back, you know? So good. And like Zach says, this song is just, it could be a commercial. <laughs> you know, it's so catchy. It's so great. And they sing about real football. but i i will i will say like as fun as that demo is like i'm so glad they didn't keep singing about football like they they kept it as a theme for uh you know consistency and and uh, you know just i guess narrative but like the lyrics they branched out to to more meaningful meaningful stuff like being proud to be straight edge um <laughs> but i i think if they would have kept driving the, the football theme into the ground like I, I think they jumped off ship with the overt football references like yeah exactly. i agree they would have been they would have been like a good clean fun you know they would have yeah, been if, they did, if they did it on the seven inch it would have been silly yeah you know Love they would have jumped into choke well done Okay, well, Daniel, let's go to you for your number five. And uh... I'm screwed. Like, I thought I, you know, all the minor threat conversation had. Uh, That's what I was going to say. You're you for number five, and, and why are you choosing bottle violence? Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, God. I'm choosing the setup by Unbroken for my number five. Now, we've discussed um, thinking about things in in a grander sense of like returning to the original thoughts of kind of what Stray Edge is. And this song is doing it in a very political, uh, super political manner. You know, it's talking about, it's supposing that a lot of this alcohol and drugs and things people are happy to, or the people in power are happy to see you cloud your mind with it and, and not focus on the actual things that are happening politically against your class. And this song really talks about that um, really, really fucking in a really cool way. And just the part where clear the smoke from the, eye, from my eyes, clear the toxins from my mind. Like it's so fucking good. And it, it's not the best unbroken song, but it is an absolute banger. And the straight edge lyrics on it are thoughtful, thinking about things on a macro sense and how, thinking about the fact that if you do, you know, get wasted all the time or you are, you know, turning from how shitty this world can be to substances to like make you feel better about it. It's actually, you know, the powers that be are winning for that happening. And I think it's a, a really thoughtful, incredible song. Great song. Great pick. Unbroken gets nothing but love on this pod because they're that good. Yeah. Anybody? It's uh, actually, 
is not the unbroken song I thought you were going to pick. Remember I said, I knew oh, you yeah. were going to pick two, two songs and side by side living a lie was one of them. The other one I thought you were going to pick was razor by unbroken. Okay. Yeah. It, I just, what I love about this song is the, what I say, you know, like the, the taking stray edge to a, an absolute macro sense of like what, these substances that are in our society end up doing and perhaps could be designed to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's the song where he goes, consume your, your product. That's razor, right? Yeah. Consume this genocide. Genocide. Yeah. I thought you were going to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to pick that one. He might still, he's got, he's got a couple picks left. That's true. That's true. There's no rule against picking the same man twice. That is correct. Okay. Right, I'm going to pick another Minor Threat song uh, when it comes back around to me just to make Daniel's life even more. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to get into the 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 discussion because it could be a straight edge song or it could not be uh, Minor Threat, Minor Threat, you know. If it is, I'm definitely choosing it. But Le- you Leave know. that one to – that one, us non-straight edge people give that song. Yeah, it, it's about being youthful. That's yep. fine. Okay, Ben, let's go to you for your number five. I know that you're to blame. Go to the shows and smoke your dope. When we play, all you do is fight. When I see you, I almost lose hope. It's it's about time that we had a change by DC Youth Brigade. Um, this song strikes a particular chord with me. Uh, Fields of Fire actually covered it a lot. Um, the sentiment is basically that we created this little punk rock bubble so that we could be different than the outside world that we hate so much. And now look at us being exactly like the outside world. Um, what makes this shit any better if we're doing drugs, fighting at shows and just going to shows to get laid and, and ignoring the bands that are actually playing. So it's like a call of arms. And lyrically, the song I, I'd say is on par with uh, Minor Threat. It's to me, it's a God tier song and it's so impassioned the way he sings it. It's, it's, by far the best song by DC Youth Brigade. It's like, it's one, you know how sometimes there's uh, filmmakers who like, they make one film and it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is the the greatest movie ever. And they never come close to repeating that level of greatness. I mean, Youth Brigade probably only have like 12 songs to their name ever, but this is like leaps and bounds better than, than everything else. And it, it, it's, I, I just love the three verses. Like there are no wasted words. Like the three verses in the song and all of them are like, every word is priceless. Um, and, and the chorus, just the, you know, sick of things the way they are. I love it. And, and, and I don't know if, I don't know if technically this DC youth brigade was a straight edge band, you know, it's the singer of teen idols and whoever else, but um it's fucking for for our all intents and purposes. This is a straight edge song, so fuck it. This is my pick. Yeah, it's a it's a killer song, and I do remember Fields of Fire covering it. Yeah, I also agree. Song. I also agree. This is their their magnum opus. Like the other songs are cool, but they don't even come close. Yeah, yeah. The first time I heard this song was actually uh, it was a it was side by side covering it on um that lost and found cd they did it live 
and they didn't even do the verses. They just sang the chorus over and over again. <laughs> so then when I found, heard the original, I'm like, oh, they're actually verses to this song. Yeah, there's three of them. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> that rules. Okay, Chris, let's go to you for your number five. All right, I'm going to get weird here. I'm taking us all the way back in time to March of 2019. <laughs> Inclination, uh, their, their EP, When Fear Turns to Confidence, is, is, was one of my favorite, probably one of my two favorite records of 2019. Uh, I'm taking the song Uninhibited. Um, partially because I wanted to have something modern on here just to do it. Uh, but I think the song is going to stand up. Uh, it's, it's an epic. It's, you know, if you're on for anyone that's unfamiliar with inclination, they, they kind of take a, uh, you know, a mid nineties approach of, of like a, a snap case meets a, a one King down. Um, so it's it's metallic, but it's melodic. Um, but but what drives it is these super passionate, you know, heartfelt lyrics and, and vocals. Uh, Tyler's got an awesome voice, and he writes really uh, profound lyrics. Um, this song, you know, I love that he the approach he takes in the song. It, it's it's a personal. A, a straight edge approach you know like he says in the song no feelings of superiority this is just a search for total understanding uh i won't live my life ensnared i see this world unimpaired and and the, the lyrics that really stand out to me in this song and and are the you know the ultimate sing-alongs you know he says i want to feel everything all the joy and all the pain i want to feel it exactly as it's intended I want to live uninhibited. And then the sing-along at the end is yeah, epic. The best. Because as long as I breathe, I will be fucking poison-free. And uh, just the way that the vocals and the backups kind of like feed off of each other, um, it's just epic. I love this song. I love this band. Uh, shout out to Tyler, who's an awesome person as well. Chris Turner. I don't want to feel all the pain. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to feel all the pain because if I go, if I get teeth extracted from the dentist, fucking shoot me with all kinds of shit. <laughs> so out. Sorry. Edge watch. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. If you don't feel the pain, how can you feel the joy? Dang. No, I don't I, feel anything when that's happening to me. Sorry. <laughs> I w I will say Chris turned me onto this band, and I mean, I was texting him excitedly for the next hour and a half after listening to this three times in a row, you know, I loved it. And I, the lyrics throughout the whole LP, but especially on this song, I really, really loved it because a, it's that feeling you get, like I've described before, where you just get really emboldened by it. But the thought behind it, like you said, no feelings of su superiority. This is just a search for total understanding. Like it's so, it it's such a way that has fallen down many times in the past where people who aren't straight edge think straight edge people are judging them. And, um, and unfortunately that has happened with many people in the past, you know, but 
at the root of it for the people who are really true. It's a personal choice for a personal journey only. And this song really, 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 really sums that up well. I mean, there is brotherhood and camaraderie and sisterhood that comes from, you know, edge, like-minded edgeness. But, you know, the people that are there turning people away from it in the name of straight edge aren't going to be around very long anyway. It's for the people, the real deal people are doing it for themselves and have thought behind it. And this song sums that up perfectly. I think another thing that's really cool about inclination is, you know, how we were talking about earlier where chain of strength, um, they they use tempos and they use like simple chord progressions to really let the vocals like and and the drums like carry it like inclination their songs are not simple like these guys are great musicians but they have they have some stuff that it gets so slow that literally like any other band in the world that tried to do it it would be so bad and boring just because it you know hardcore is is an energy driven you know genre and to take a hardcore song and slow it down so slow for, you know, a sing-along, like you need to have vocals that are going to be dripping with such passion that they, you know, like true till death, you know, the way that the vocals, like you hear it in his voice, the way that it kind of is scratchy and like breaks a little bit, you hear the emotion dripping from it. And I think inclination does that really well in a style of music that's, um, you know, a lot heavier. Well, what helps is the production on this is great. And so you can do like that final, like beat down mosh part sounds great because the recording is so great. You know, like that part is awesome. <laughs> it's a killer final mosh. Like the whole song is, is great. Um, but to lead to that part, it's very, uh, it's, it's what you would call an ignorant mosh part, Ben. It's super ill. Hell yeah. I'm not Ill. familiar with the song, but I will listen to it uh, when we, uh, after we finish this uh, episode. Yeah, I'll send through the playlist and you can uh, smash your room to it. Get your mosh on. Okay. I think, sorry, one more thing on this band. Like Tyler, a dude that's been around for like a long time. He's been in other bands for like you know cool bands um another mistake was was a cool band it's a little bit more uh i don't know count me out ish a little bit uh maybe like count me out right brigade in there somewhere but um he's done a lot of bands he's done you know book shows if you played louisville he's probably booked your band he does that ldb fest um just a dude that like lives and breathes hardcore and like um, you know, like I said, he's been in other bands before and it's cool to see him in this band that a lot of people care a lot about and just to see him just feed off that energy. You know, we've talked before on other podcasts about drain and about how there's no one that's having more fun at a drain show than the singer of drain. And, and I think inclination is kind of like that too. Like you can see Tyler's on stage, like enjoying every second of it. And it's, it's so sick. That rules. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. What number am I? My number five. Fuck. We're coming down to it. 
Uh, I'm going to take the best Heatbreed song that wasn't Heatbreed, and that is Throw Down the Song Forever off the Haymaker, the Haymaker LP. Um, talking about good recordings, this thing is perfect. Like a perfect heavy recording. And the, the tempo they settle into in the song is kind of like an up-tempo bounce tempo. And Dave does a great job of like dancing over the top of it with like pretty catchy lyrics. But that chorus... Good God, that dun 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 to fool myself, dun 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 to fool my friends. Good God, man! And the drumming on this is absolutely insane. It's a uh, Jared, of course. And there was always a rumor. I'll get Dave on at some point and ask him. But I heard a rumor that he like practiced like once with them and then did this record, which would be insane because the drumming on this is absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean that as a compliment to him, not like a diss to throw down the sounds about right. Like just the dude was a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he gets buck on this song and this is just so catchy. So good. The recording sounds so great. It's like one of those, one of those albums, like when we'd be on tour and, you know, kind of falling asleep at night, like you could always put on this song and it would like wake you up, which I always, you know, thought was funny like this and bulldoze and, some slower shit because I don't know. I've been listening to Slayer forever that like that stuff doesn't like wake me up. You know, I got to listen to something that like hits like this. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the song. Daniel, what do you think about this? So hard. And uh, we just spoke about camaraderie and, and, and how it, you know, there's a really great feeling that goes through lots of the great straight edge songs that it's, you know, your friends and you in it together with a common mindset. And um, this song really expresses that really well. And it's hard as fuck. You know, hard Hello. as fuck is great. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay. Daniel, let's go to you for your number six. And why are you choosing Bane Count Me Out? <laughs> 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 you know what drama dramatic cause yeah i know i'm sorry I, i've got like 10 songs left and where do i go in between out of these it's you know what? I am going. Count me out, Bane. I have to. Like, it, it, Zach's right. Like, <laughs> of a modern straight edge song that expresses, you know, an older straight edge person's experience, the knowledge of going through that younger vibe of where you just eating up everything straight edge you're like oh i'm fucking straight edge i love it then you, as you age you get more of a perspective um and you get an ability to see lots of people move on from it and and uh and go on to you know drop out of hardcore drop drop out of being straight edge lots some people you know when they're 29 to 30 stop being straight edge and start acting like they're 16 you know binge drinking like crazy being 
just irresponsible and childish. Then there are other people that just fall away completely. And then there's another there's another element. There are people who stop being straight edge and turn around and say it was fucking dumb. And they throw away everything that they once believed in. And this song sums that up so fucking thoughtful in a, such a thoughtful way and in such a an incredible way uh, without lecturing, you know? It's like, I can still see the reasons I opened my eyes to the scene in the first place. Like, I still feel the same way that I was 16, but I also acknowledge the fact that you have stopped feeling that and now you think I'm being fucking stupid for still doing this. You know what? When you sit around and talk shit about everything that you once based your whole life on, that's when you can count me out, you know? Yeah. And then how about the lyrics on the fast part at the end? Yeah. I'll be here tomorrow and I'll be here next year. So yeah. good. And the recording and the music and the sincerity. That's one thing that is a, is a strange thread that is woven throughout the legacy of straight edge hardcore sincerity. Lots of these songs were written in a very sincere way, but people didn't sincerely hold up to them. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's why it's timeless. Yes. Right? But, but, but what I'm saying is when you can look at a song that is sincere and 20 years later, look at it and it's still meant the people are still around. They're still practicing what they preach. I think that is the chef's kiss moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, Bane did it twice in those early seven inches because yeah, their approach on Count Me Out and their approach on Superhero are both amazing straight edge tracks. The reason that Count Me Out beats Superhero is the second verse rule. You know, they do the verse twice. Um, and is Bane doing the youth superhero. Toms, and they hit yeah. those youth crew toms, which makes it ill. And, but the... The thing is, the superhero thing is so sincere and talking to a friend, like, you can do this too. The thing about Count Me Out is, like, this is still exploding in my heart. Like, this is not just about straight edge. It's about hardcore, and it's about the intangible thing that you can't describe to someone who has not experienced this, what it is to love hardcore and love the no frills element of a hardcore show that just explodes you with joy, passion, life, everything. And I think this song sums that up so well. And like I say, that when you sit around and talk shit about everything line is just, it it's incredible because how many of us have rolled our eyes when, you know, you've seen, something like that happen. You're just like, you're just being a fucking dick about this because, you know, you think I'm judging you, but not, you're going to get the upper hand by judging me. You know, it's just, I got better things to do than sit around and judge you, you know? Yeah. I, I, was, agree, with, I, I agree. Sorry. I agree with Dan. Like, it's all about that line. Like the song's great starting to finish, but like, you know, straight edge is, 
a lot of people decide to be straight edge when they're very young and you you change as you get older it's it's a natural thing like uh i love that this song approaches it from perspective of like change is fine like if people change and and go their own ways that's yeah. fine but you know when you look back from your new moral high ground on the and and clown on the people who feel the way that you used to feel like that's what that's wrong you know that's <clears throat> that's my stuff that's when you can count me out yeah it almost <clears throat> makes me think about how I, when clowning on bane fans when i used to be a huge bane fan like, like are they talking about me in the future like, <laughs> but i did not base my whole life on the band bane so they're not talking about me but this is one of their two best songs superhero being the other one and i didn't realize this until right now and maybe i'm wrong but the beginning of this song sounds a lot like the beginning of the space between by chain of strength <laughs> you know yeah but the vocal the vocal approaches make you not realize that until you just sang that riff, you know? Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I've heard the song, you know, 20, 23 years ago and it just hit me right now. Well, also like not to, not to shamelessly plug (laughs) because there's nothing to plug, but uh, I wrote a song called drug free adult that has a similar, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot more basic than this <laughs> lyrically, but it was about what I was really um, upset about seeing is that, like Chris says, lots of people start being straight edge when they're very young, like before they can even make adult decisions to drink, smoke, or do drugs. You know, they're like very sheltered, but and so, but they've got this thing, but they turn so many people off in the name of straight edge by being dicks about it. It's kind of like, fuck you. Like, you're going to be gone before this. But then those 10 people you touched about Stray Edge will always have a negative connotation of it. And I think this song deals with that that negative connotation. It just captures it, like, and it grabs and it removes all the power of those words by saying, hey, man, you once fucking loved this and now you think it's stupid. Nah. Yeah, drug free adult. The the song when Daniel wrote the fourth X, don't drink, don't smoke, don't fuck, and don't claim edge before you're 21. <laughs> well, it, we got many. You know, I had many people come up to me when we would tour. Like, what? What do you mean you can't be straight edge till you're 21? I'm like, no, it's <laughs> it's not literal. It's saying like, how about you know, get some years under your belt before you start alienating people in the name of straight edge nope fourth x bro get with the program okay castle main 4x (laughs) (laughs) all right ben let's go to you for your number six i can't believe we're almost done with this entire exercise and no one has picked a youth of today song it doesn't seem right so i'm gonna pick thinking straight by youth of today that is on their 1987 lp break down the walls wishing well records um, Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits to me are the twin towers of of late 80s hardcore. They're just like, you know, the two best, well, 
I suppose uh, a verbal assault was was still was still making incredibly music back then. But as far as this kind of like overt straight edge X's on the type of stuff, like GB and YOT, they're they're right up there. And and uh, even though like I have mixed feelings about youth of today, as like I don't know, I I don't know these guys, but like you hear stories about how like Ray Capo being corny or whatever, but it doesn't matter. The music he made is incredible. Every single youth of today song is good. There's no duds. And um, thinking straight is not one of their greatest songs, but it is, but of their songs that are overtly straight edge, here's what I have to choose from thinking straight, the song youth of today with the lyric physically strong, morally straight, positive youth, youth of today. And then that song Youth Crew, where it's all if the earth was flat, I'd grind the edge, X on my heart or hand or whatever, I take the pledge. So those two songs are cheesy lyrically. So this one wins as far as like yeah, straight edge songs. Ben, you're missing one that I was uh, gonna choose, but I think it has just been the fact that you've taken y- YOT has allowed me to put something else that was in contention in for my seventh. Uh we just might. I that's think that's an, just about fighting someone someone at a show because they're starting fights. I think that's a uh but, well, I mean, what what do you all think? I think we just might is the straightest song. I'll accept you come, it. You come drunk to the shows looking for a fight. Oh, okay, okay. Way, you're right. You're right. We fucking might. I forgot about the drunk part. Yeah, good song. Stoned as a zombie. Be, uh, your eyes are red. <laughs> you know, that line. Stoned as a zombie, <laughs> your eyes are red. <laughs> this is a great. And line. you know what's funny about that song? I learned this recently. So we just might. They changed the lyrics, and then it became time to forgive. It's the same song. It's just different lyrics because just, we you, just might sound. It's that escaped you all these years, Ben? No, 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 no. I knew this. Okay. I'm, I knew that. All, I knew that for a very, very, very long time. Probably since I first heard whatever the second one I heard was, and then so you know they want to be kind of more like pacifist kind of band and then judge starts and judge is kind of more we we already talked about this how they're kind of like uh you know more in your face like uh like you you want to you want to fight me let's go kind of kind of bands and and they play either their first or second show they play they cover we might so it's like no we're we're back to we just might we're we're on we're still on this trip so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone wants a ton of the day talk, they can listen to the round table two discussion where we discuss what would, what would a world be a hardcore world without youth? With, with blah, 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 blah. What would a hardcore world be without youth of today? And uh, yeah, we dig deep into it. So if you didn't listen to the round table two, check that out. Um, Chris, let's go to you for your number six. Um, just one, one more thing on youth of today. Uh, I, I didn't have any youth of today songs on here, which I, I did put in my honorable mentions because I do think they're maybe the most important straight edge band ever. Um, you know, <laughs> like just, just from the perspective of what they took, you know, you, you hear people say like they took the song and made it you know, a movement or a, you know, whatever. Um, from that perspective, I think they're one of the most important straight edge 
bands ever, if not the most. They, they kind of cat, catapulted it into what it would become. But when I think of Youth of Today, none of their songs that I love that are my favorite Youth of Today songs are like straight edge anthems. Like there's some like, uh, like put it aside or like some of those that are about like, you don't know me. You think I'm a poser. I'm not a poser. And, and maybe like straight edge is at the base of that. But like, I don't necessarily think that they're, they're straight edge songs. So that's why I didn't pick any Youth of Today songs. Yeah. And I, and I almost didn't pick Youth of Today either, but so many of you took my other choices that I thought, why not? Well, and I, I, I agree with what you choosing them, Ben, and Chris backing up. Culturally, the look, the feel, youth crew. I mean, if that is not what <coughs> a lot of people <coughs> think when they think... <coughs> Shit, are you Chris, all right? Pound that mute button, he's hitting, he's hitting that bong. He's hitting that bong. <laughs> and doing some yayo. Can you hear me? Yes, you were coughing <laughs> the whole time. Um, the look, the culture, I mean, it's the it's Minor Threat and then Youth of Today are the signposts of the direction of what a straight edge, like, I don't know, what it is, you know, so it's important they're on the list. Agreed. And then Earth Crisis screws it all up and everyone wears Jenkos. Okay, well, Chris, let's go to you for your number six. Uh, I'm just speechless after that comment. Uh, my mic said I was on mute, so sorry about that, everyone. Uh, While well, I was taking my... Oh, shit, my yeah, this whole time rips. we've been hearing you. Yep. I don't think your mic's working. I think you're just talking into the computer. Well, all right. But anyway, it's all good. As long as you can hear me. As long as I'm not making weird noises over you guys. All right, uh, I'm going to, well, I was going to say I'm going to go a little bit more modern, but this is still 10 years ago. Uh, many young edgelords today might have not even been teenagers at the time. Uh, and, and this is another song that isn't, maybe isn't necessarily a straight edge song, but there's one one lyric that makes me kind of push it over the edge, just like Truth Till Death. Um it's it's more a song about uh, just believing in in hardcore and being what you're a part of, but there is a line that says on a page on a shirt on the back of my hand it's something written in stone. I'm taking something more than ink by half heart. Um, you know when you you think about have heart. You know, we just talked about Youth of Today as a band that changed what, what Straight Edge was for a lot of people into something different. Or not something different, but like added to what was there. You know, took what was there, added to it, and made it something even more beautiful. I think Have Heart is another band that did that for a new era of kids. Like they took these words, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of inspiration they drew from Bane you know, uh, and tenured fight and some of these Boston bands that we've already mentioned. Um, and, you know, as well as drawing inspiration from <clears throat> some West coast bands like strife and, and maybe some unbroken, 
And, but I think what really makes this band stand out um, is the, the thoughtful lyrics and, and, and Patrick's approach to um, just the approach that he takes on these. Like he's clearly like a thinking man's lyricist. Um, I don't know. Anyone want to add anything else on a have art? No, but he's, he is a great lyricist and I've, I've always wanted to, uh, to submit my lyrics to him for some critique. I would be very interested, but uh killer band. I mean, obviously they deserve their spot. Just a super solid band that put out two good LPs, right? Which is hard to do in hardcore. For sure. And shout out Stemper, like one of my favorite guitar players in the world to watch on stage. Like, Dude was an animal. I just got so much style. Like I love it. That rules. Ben or Dan, you got anything on this? Half. Um, I heard. Oh, go ahead, Ben. You go, you, oh, I was just gonna say I heard this album when it came out because my friend Kevin Jaws played it in his car while we were he was driving around, and I, it reminded me of Strife more than anything. But I don't really hear people say that very much. People don't say, "Oh yeah, Half Heart." They sound like Strife. But to me, they do. So I don't. Maybe I'm just hearing it more than other people. But um, yeah, they, they, I, I never saw them. I know they're a huge deal. They did a reunion show and like drew like some absurd amount of people, which is cool people. because yeah, which is cool because they seem like you know they really believe in what they're doing. And I've heard Patrick on other podcasts, and he seems like a really nice guy. And so awesome. I just never got into the music, but I don't know. It's all good. All right. Well, I'll take my sixth, and I'm going to take SSD. Get it away. Ah! Um, got to get Boston on here, dude. It was this yeah. or Slapshot in my in your face, oh right? So uh, now where do I go? I took this because this is just wild and raging. We talked about it a bunch on the Boston Super Seven. I'm so um, But yeah, like I love the leads. On the verses, the and then Springer is just going fucking nuts, you know, like just rolling along with like that beat they came up with, and then the the guitar just being wild, you know. The thing I'm driving by, a smoking thing is that I'm feeling, yeah, 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 take my breath away. So good, like no one could do it like that. So it's like when your skills like line up perfectly with the song. It's just magic. And this is like early 80s hardcore magic. You know, plus like you have that end part where it does like the breakdown and it's like very rhythmic, you know, like the don't you dare steal my hair. Don't you dare steal. Like, fuck. Like, did they just write like a a stoner rock part on the end of like a anti-smoking song? Like, this is so ill. It's a perfect raging song without being fast. And I absolutely love it. This is my pick. SSD, get it away. Fucking amazing yeah. song. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a bit speechless right now because it was my, it was going to be my, like crowning like end to it uh, of my list, and now I'm really bummed because I thought that was just a, I, I'd snuck it away and. You took it. Well done. If you wait till round six for a song that good, or you were trying to wait till round seven. 
you know? Yeah, but, like, but you know, when you bookend something with power, that's what I was trying to do. Like, yeah, but you got bottled violence, dude. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be all good. Ben, what's your take on this? Uh, I love it. And it is currently on Spotify. So that's always a plus. Um, I think this is the best SSD record, the get it away EP. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's, and no one really does sound like SSD. Like they're, they're not, they're not doing the, what at the time, like, okay, this came out in 83, a generic hardcore band in 83 would have sounded like this. I'm singing with the guitar. And it's like, not that at all. It's not DC sounding. It's not New York sounding. New York didn't really have that New York thing going yet. It's just kind of, and it doesn't sound like the Freeze or Gangrene or any of the other Boston bands. Yeah, it's, it's just so wild, right? It's, it's wild. That's like yeah. that's the word you got to use for it. And it, it's heavy. It's like two guitars, super heavy sounding, but it's not metal. Like they would get metal with the next two records. They would get fucking butt rock with the next two records. But um, yeah, it's just kind of like this in-between stage where like kids will have their say was kind of more generic. I mean, it's still really good, but you know, this is the in-between where they're, they're, they're doing their own thing and it's kind of what they'll be remembered for. I think. This is like one of my essential records that like I have to listen to sometimes, you know, like, and thank God it's on Spotify now. It's like at the touch of our fingers, but like, one time me and H had to drive the Penske out to uh, Dallas and on their drive back, I was like, you know, we're listening to stuff the whole way. It's, it's like a two day drive. And uh, I was like, I got to listen to SD, get it away right now. You know, we're looking for a Spotify or whatever, and it's not there. So like, we're like, fuck it. We're just going to have to listen to it on YouTube. You know? And it was like, it wasn't even like someone put up the whole record. It was like, we had to listen to song by song on YouTube you know like with, plugged with in an ad all. in between each song <laughs> yeah listen to the ad like you know <laughs> the boner pills right we had to listen to the boner pill ads in between it was like jesus but like that's how much we like had to listen to it and like well listen to every single track and they totally delivered like they always do well the the algorithm of the ads targets uh really well people who need those kind of products so ben um you got anything to tell us about what you think? Well, I, was, I was making, I was making a joke at Zach's expense. Uh, Zach's okay. phone. So he's got the boner pull ads. Yeah. Ben's thinking about my, Ben's thinking about my dick and I'm real offended. <laughs> yeah. Super offended over here, dude. Um, I, yeah. I mean, SSD cannot be understated with what you just said. Like how different to everything they are. It's just, it's almost like power violence before power violence, you know? It's, it's some wild ass proto bad. shit. It's some wild ass proto shit that yeah. no one could ever touch again. Like yeah. no one could do it because you needed all the elements to line up. You know, you needed like this level of creativity, but you needed to be old enough that the recording sounds like this, but talented enough that like the music shines through and then have a singer that's psycho enough to sound like this. Like, it's literally every single, if you, if one box was unchecked, it wouldn't be this magical or like it and, was. And that's and, why you can't touch it. Well, that's the wild, like insanity of what it is, is held together by such an authoritarian band leader, you know, 
that's why it works so much in being so wild because he held the reins so tightly, Al Baril, you know? Like, if it had been everyone having their say in the band of what it, it may have just fallen to shit, but he's like, you know, really curated it perfectly. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay. We're to the heartbreaker round. Daniel, final pick, number seven. Oh, there better be some changes and it better have it today. I'm going changes, floor punch. It's, I am going to go punch myself in the face after this pod that minor threat is not on my list. And it's so funny. (laughs) It's my favorite band of all time. And they're not on my list. It, it, it cruelly, the fantasy football picks, for me, one in UC have worked against me, but you know, I've tried to outsmart myself getting all these picks and I've ended up screwed. But when I look at my list, it's fucking ill. It's X ill X. And of course. Cha- and changes uh when Floor Punch came around, you know, on the West Coast, they're getting a mega bad rap. Uh about being like jockish and all of that stuff and and that stuff held people back from listening to them and then you know i got the demo and the first seven inch and just was taking out the drunks first you losers (laughs) better watch your back (laughs) yeah yeah because we're taking out the drunks first (laughs) Like, <laughs> yes, I'm sold, and the music's incredible, and the you know the vocal performance incredible. Um, tapping into exactly the NYHC that was not being done when people were doing the NYHC ripoff stuff. You know, they would there was the shutdowns and things like that that were going for more of that. They weren't going right to the heart of what the the judge and the and the sick of it all sound were, you know. Um, but especially the you know the youth crew, but much harder edged, and that's how where floor punch sit perfectly. I feel, uh, you know, your chromags without without the the metal like nod. That's what floor punch is. Like it's just the hard fucking sound. And I love this song and I love this band. Yep, absolutely perfect. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Floor Punch is a band that um as as people started getting further away from youth of today and were copying bands that copied bands that copied bands that copied youth today. Um a lot of the hardness, like the mosh kind of drifted away from the youth crew enthusiasts. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Chris, cause I feel like they do the YOT, but then go through the turning point era mm-hmm. as well, you know? Yeah. And, and floor punch was a band that brought that back. They're like, no youth crew. Hardcore is hard. Like, 
they have breakdowns. Like these songs should be hard. And as Daniel said too, they didn't just stick with the youth group bands. They didn't just say youth today is hard. Side by side is hard. They said, Hey, it's okay to like leeway too. It's okay to like Cro-Mags, you know, breakdown. Like, I think that's when a lot of those bands started having a renaissance with the kids that weren't necessarily, um, you know, uh, like Scarhead fans or, you know, like New York hardcore fans. Yeah. Well, that's what makes Floor Punch great is they lean as much into like the New York hardcore scene as they do like the rev scene, you know, if, if we're considering like the rev scene a different lane than like straight New York hardcore. Yeah. Right. They're equal parts of uh, the way it is. And, um, the, and where the wild the, things are, where the wild things are. Yeah. 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 Or, or they're Perfect. just, they're as much raw deal as they are youth of the day. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Great pick Ben. Let's go to you for your number seven. All right. I thought of one a couple minutes ago and you tell me if you're going to allow this. And if you don't allow this, that's totally fine. I have a backup one. Dag nasty under your influence. Yay or nay. Uh, Daniel, you're the judge of his fucking fate. I, <laughs> I, I feel everyone can take what they, what inspires them to think something is straight edge, you know, like who am I to sit here and judge? I do that on my own time. True. Ben, you're over 21. So uh, you can make your decision. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a song that's critical of people who, you know, get drunk and uh, don't learn from their mistakes. And, you know, yeah. uh, 12 ounces of courage makes the world look better. You know, um, you've loved the attention you've never had before. So it's kind of like using alcohol as a crutch. And, you know, this, this band was started by Brian Baker and it hit with the intention of, hey, if people liked youth, uh, sorry, if people liked Minor Threat, then I'm going to give them more of what they, what is missing from the world right now, which is melodic hardcore, um, you know, uh, up-tempo, uh, great music. And so... Uh, I love Diagnasty. My favorite singer of Diagnasty is uh, Dave Smalley, the Can I Say LP. I know there are a lot of fans of Sean Brown. Uh, not too many people would pick Peter Cortner as a favorite, but all three of those singers uh, sang this song. I think this might be the oh, one of the only songs, if not the only song that all three recorded uh, for records. Um, and uh, I'm a sucker for octaves. What can I say? My favorite bands include the adolescents, gorilla biscuits and dag nasty. And what do those bands all have in common? Lots of octaves. So, um, and then I might as well take the time to plug, uh, end on end podcast, which I'm going to, uh, co-host for the next five weeks. Uh, that's it'll the, be, this will be done by then. Well, whatever. I mean, okay, go back and listen. Go back and listen to the episodes I'm on, starting with the Gray Matter Take It Back EP. True. I hope I do a good job. You will know. But but um, it's one of these podcasts where they do uh, uh, an entire record label's discography in order. And unfortunately, they have already done without me because I'm just substituting for one of the hosts. They've already done Can I Say Dag Nasty, which is a good episode. 
Um, so that's my number seven. I have a very DC centric um, playlist here. I, I've noticed, but I've also got a little California, a little uh, New York, Connecticut, whatever you want to call youth of today, and New York uh, Gorilla Biscuits. So I feel good about it. Okay, Res- respect. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Shout out Reno. Okay, Chris, number seven. And Reno. Speaking of Reno, no, just kidding. <laughs> you can find a strange band out of Reno, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Unconquered. That's right. Yeah. No, they're, oh, were they Salt Lake? No. No, they're Reno. Reno. Okay. You can find another seven second song that is against drugs. True. I am going to go back to New York. But I'm going to go back to upstate New York. Before you stands my straight edge proclamation is a line from this song by One King Down. The song's called More Hate Than Fear. The song is so rad. Like, from, from the feedback at the start uh, into, like, the reverse gate where the 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 vocals are like just like turned backwards in the production room. So it's just like into the, I'm so fed up with the lies. This is such a great song. Um, I wanted to pick it last because it's like five minutes long. Uh, I have it at the end of my playlist, but um, this is one of the best straight edge songs ever. Uh, It's, it's ridiculous. It's long. It's melodic. It's metallic. Uh, but like, kind of like Inclination, who I actually comp them to. Um, again, like the vocals are just like dripping with uh, his scream. Rob's screams are just gnarly, and and I think this song does his style the most justice. I love this song. That's my pick. Closing it out. I really so enjoyed this record. Um, yeah. I used to listen to it a fair amount because this dude's voice is fucking great. For like that yell, he has one of the best hardcore yells there is. And the production on this album is great. In a era, is this like 98 ish? 97. 97. So it was in an era where not everyone was getting great recordings, you know, and for metal sounding hardcore. You got to have that big production and this album sounds great. So another band too, with fantastic drummer, um, as well as, you know, fantastic guitar players. Yeah. All around powerhouse in this genre. Dan or Ben, you have anything on this before uh, I take my last pick? I, I feel like, um, they're one of the bands that would consistently be on many shows or tours, or, you know, you would catch them from, from time to time. And I was always like impressed by them, but I never took it home with me as much. And, uh, I, I should dive in more, um, now that we have the ability to listen to any record we want. <laughs> Definitely check out this song and defiance are two of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. That defiance song is the one with that yell. Like, yeah, and the guitar, the guitar solo, the Egyptian guitar solo. Yeah, love it. So sick. 
this right. record came out this record came out when i was hanging out at headline records a lot and um jean luc the owner of headline records was a huge fan of this of this record bloodlust and we would t- we would ask him about bands or tell him about bands we'd be we'd be like um you got the new uh 10 yard fight and he'd be like I prefer I prefer One King Down. I prefer One King Down. He'd like bring up One King Down. It's like I just want to know if you have this record. <laughs> when are you gonna get in? I prefer One King Down. He's so into it. The rules. And he wasn't too good at English yet. He was. He's from France. We uh, the guitar player of this band was in the Promise when we toured with them in Europe, and uh, we saw always like when they were doing sound check, we'd we'd be like, do the Egyptian guitar solo. Do the Egyptian guitar solo. Like just egging him on and finally one day on the tour he just did it he just ripped it out we were so psyched that he actually did it which jd or jim winters no um i'm drawing a blank on his name right now but yeah he's the guy that replaced jd oh okay scoville mike scoville isn't (laughs) scoville like the the spicy scale yeah that's a sick name shout out scoville no that's the mnemonic scale <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's chromatic, by the way. It's not. Oh pneumatic, yeah, chromatic. Chromatic. Pneumatic. Yeah. I'm a fucking moron. What's up? Chromatic. <laughs> no, you said pneumonic. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, but he said chromatic because it's Harley just shredding the bass. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm gonna run this one by Daniel. Um, I want to take Warzone free at last, and I'm gonna read you the lyrics first, and then you can disprove. Yeah, it's definitely approved because he was fucking X'd up construction gloves in this era. These lyrics are so fucking good. And this this song appears on an LP as well. But the version on the split with Cause for Alarm. The split 10-inch. Agreed. Split 10-inch, re-releases a 12-inch recently, I believe, um, is fucking great. These songs rival Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. This is the second best Warzone stuff. And as a huge Warzone fan, that's saying something. This is like, okay, I like Skinhead Warrior Girl as well. But even if you yank that song out, like the three Warzone songs on this side are like some of the three most criminally underrated hardcore songs there are. I feel like they're like lost to history. I I don't ever hear anyone talk about them. And they are so good. And uh, this is like the, the straight edge one some of the things that make this great is like the way they do the woes, you know, it's a thing that can epically fail, fall on his face. They actually pull it off. And I do, I can't remember if they do the woes on the LP. That might be one of the reasons why this is. I don't, I don't think they do. They don't. The other thing that they do better on this version is when it goes to the breakdown, it just comes right in. And on the LP version, they do a buildup going right in was a better move. And uh, this is so good. I can't wait for everyone to listen to this song on the playlist because this is one of my favorite songs of all time. And really all those three songs, fucking that whole side. Good God. But bullshit authority, man, that fucking song is like perfect. And uh, this song is too. And these lyrics are so good and heartfelt and knowing that like rabies uh, suffered with addiction, you know, and like, you know, obviously was cleaning up his life here at this point. I mean, I found it years ago, trying to find it again. But if I fall, I won't let it be the end. I hear people say they have no faith in me. 
drink their alcohol, smoke that dust. Talk about me when their lives are fucked. The time has come to do what's right. Don't want to live dead and lose the fight. Free at last. So ill. You know? And I also love that, like, that last line, he just repeats it twice. He's like, it's too good. I'm just going to say it twice. I don't got to have a rhyme here. You know, that's like part of the swagger that you love of rabies. Like one of the greatest singers of all time. This is one of the best songs of all time. So everyone check it out. It's sick because he's, he's, uh, you know, channeling Dr. King saying that what is holding him back is the toxins and the poison and the, and the, you know, the booze and all of that. And, He's liberating himself from that through his choices. It's kind of kind of cool. Yeah, I, I love this song. I think I totally agree with everything Zach said. Like this song is every bit as good as almost every song on Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. Um, I had it just outside of my seven as an honorable mention, and I actually added another Warzone song from the Sound of Revolution, which underrated record like what a fantastic record uh the sound of revolution is like highly recommend people check it out if, if you stopped it don't forget the struggle don't forget the streets but uh the song the other song i had throw me a line like another really cool approach uh you know his uh relationship with straight edge is not the the relationship or experience that I have with straight edge, you know, I talked about a little bit earlier, it was just something that kind of made sense to me and something I already, you know, believed and felt strongly about for myself, for him, it was a struggle trying to, you know, trying to keep himself straight edge and keep himself clean because he knew that he needed to, to survive, to actually live you know, to overcome this addiction. And this song, uh, Throw Me a Line, you know, there's a line in it where he says, there might be a time when I need your help. So if you see the sign, throw me a line. Like he's he's begging for help. Like, I need this thing. Like, if you see me struggling, please help me, please. Um, so that those are two songs that I had on my, my um, you know, just missed the cut. But I, I agree, Free At Last is the banger. What a great song. So good. And uh, caps off the winning list. So uh, everyone check it out. Later in the week, Daniel will post the playlist on Spotify and you guys can vote who has the best list. Um, I will start off the honorable mentions and I will try to plow through because I have like 30. So here's 20 honorable mentions. Hate breed, kill an addict, outspoken, a light in the dark, ill repute, fill it up, Bane, superhero, bold, nailed to the X, confront, one life, drug free. Earth Crisis, Gamora Season Ends, Eyeball, Spirit Remains, Floor Punch, Not For Me, Ill Repute, It's Not Gonna Happen To Me, Minor Threat, Bottle Violence, Over My Dead Body, Over My Dead Body, Path of Resistance, Counter, See The Damage, and Broken Heroes, fucking all three bangers, uh, Rancor, I Won't Take take Part, Slapshot, In Your Face, Sportswear, For The Sake Of Dedication, Stalag 13, In Control, Tenure Fight, Proud To Be Straight, Trial, This Is Not A Trend, Shame, Chris, So Much Shame. Uh, visual discrimination, those drugs. And Ben, let's go to you for your honorable mentions. Zero boys, drug-free youth, the abused drug-free youth, uh, hands tied. What lies ahead? That was the one I was going to pick if Dagnasty wasn't going to be allowed. 
Um, SSD control forced down your throat. State of alert, lost in space. The faith, your ex. Instead, not for me. Unbroken, razor. Trial, this is not a trend. Uh, unity, straight on view. That was the one I was going to pick until I listened to the Uniform Choice song and then changed my, my answer there. Um, I think all the other ones we picked, except there was one more, and it was... Nope, that was it. Those are all my, those are all of them. Okay, Chris, let's go to you for your honorable mentions. Uh, for the record, I did also have, this is not a trend um, on my, at the top of my honorable mentions, Northwest Respect. Classic. <laughs> um, I also had a couple others, including Over My Dead Body, like what a great song. Um, and In Your Face and, and some of the others that mentioned, but the ones that weren't mentioned, uh Shoot, I have the wrong song listed here, but uh, what's the judge song that goes a beer, a joint, like a gun at your head? The price that you bringing it down is it bringing it down? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, yes, what a great line! Uh, awesome song. Uh, My Pledge from Allegiance, what like that sing along where they would break out and John screams, Can you hear me? I said, I'm fucking straight edge. That's still my fucking pledge. What a sick, sick part. Like when they play that live, just the room blows up. It's sick. Um, Hands tied, signed off, killer song. Um, Not a straight edge song, but uh, a song about addiction, terror, less than zero. Uh, Some really cool lyrics in that song. Shout out, Scott. Okay, Daniel, let's go to you for your honorable mentions. Lots of my honorable mentions just got mentioned by everyone else, so I won't retread all of that. Uh, We Just Might, YOT, Use Your Head, Uniform Choice, Commitment, Alone in a Crowd, Um, Straight Edge by former members of Alfonsin. That's a really cool political uh, straight edge song. Uh, Till Death Do Us Part, Brotherhood, Uh, Exes Always Win, Carry On. Dude, that Brotherhood song, I that uh, I totally forgot that one. But yeah, how did I forget? Yeah, shame to me for that one. I didn't even have Brotherhood on my honorable mentions. Good God, I I, I, I one. forgot. One. I also had Minor Threat bottled violence because I thought <laughs> if 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 I'm fourth and everyone picks the other Minor Threat straight edge songs, I can pick Bottled Violence. Yep. Yeah, well, I <laughs> let's all take a moment to uh, laugh Daniel out, and we'll wrap up this part. <laughs> I, I, I mean, pick a minor threat songs. I'm really, I'm really upset. But when I look at my list, I'm also very happy with it. So, but I am upset. I've, I'm, I've betrayed myself. I'm going to listen to "Betray" by Minor Threat right after this, <laughs> and That's just fair. let it sink in. Yeah, I mean, it's all okay. the lists are Earth great. Crisis. Earth Crisis in Bane more deserving than Minor Threat. We understand. Oh my God! See, that's how I knew it was going to come up. Like bottle violence was still out there but you know i chose the floor punch song because i just want to create a list that has a lot of things that you know are different vibes throughout so I just think it's rich that ben of the rev 
Gorilla Biscuits is my favorite band, but I'm not going to pick Gorilla Biscuits song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You can be my attorney anytime. Well, Ben is just glad the heat's off. The heat's off, Bedge, dude. <laughs> and, I, and I picked GB to make up for it. So there you go. That's I'm the true. only one that has GB on my list. <laughs> We're going to have to wait until there's something more egregious than Daniel not picking Minor Threat on a straight edge <laughs> Super 7. But it cannot happen. It'll never well, happen. We'll do a Peace Punk Super 7 and he won't pick Crass. Yeah, or we'll do a Narcore <laughs> Super 7 and I'll pick all, only bands from See Me. <laughs> oh this is a shocker this is a shocker zach you didn't pick in control by solid 13 i totally thought you would have done that uh on that lp it's probably my least favorite stalling song okay well you named your band in control that's all i'm saying here i I, well i love that lp and i love that song but ninth best stalling song it's hard to make my uh top seven list of all time you know, I'd be lying if I did. The closest thing was uh, "Ill Repute, Fill It Up" is like number eight or nine. So that would be right. the closest of a hardcore song. I'm but so yeah, pumped. okay. So well, let's wrap it up. Everyone, pay attention to Spotify and vote on who is best. Thank you. And and forgive me for my transgressions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I throw myself at your feet, pod listeners. <laughs>